Now we're going to go into what? Oh, yeah, here. Um, the note that I have, this little little note, I have, let people doubt MSU this season. So I want to say it was last week, middle of last week, end of last week. Um, Oklahoma fans kind of came at it like nowhere and started saying, oh, Mississippi State's going to go 5-7, and 6-6, six and six. not really going to compete much, not going to be relevant. Um, first of all, I know an Oklahoma fan, Matt Welsh. He's not said anything about that, so we're not going to get mad at Matt. But mad at Matt sounds like a great segment. We need to I'm make a note about that. Um, but just, this is something that Mississippi State fans are one, used to. Two, probably a little bit tired of, because we are used to it. But three, we probably shouldn't be arguing with Oklahoma fans. Um, just because, oh, what's the point? What do you have to gain? And this, I, you know, I got into it a little bit with the Oklahoma fans, just pointing out, you don't know anything about Mississippi State if you truly think that the Bulldogs aren't going to have a winning season this year. Um, you know, even with an injured Nick Fitzgerald, assuming he doesn't even play the rest of the pieces in place on the defense alone could probably win you five games. Defense alone. Not even counting Joe Moorhead's innovation. It's not even counting Keaton Thompson. It's not even counting Eris Williams and Kylan Hill. That's not even counting the four of five full-time returning starters on the offensive line. Plus, a guy that started a third of the season last year, um, who was replacing Martinez Rankin. That's <laughs> Mississippi State, outside of like wide receiver, where there are question marks. Offensively loaded, top to bottom. Now, again, there are question marks at wide receiver. Um, there's some slight uncertainties at tight end, although Joe Moorhead has shown that he loves using tight ends. So I would expect the tight ends to finally get some use because Dan Mullen forgot how to use a tight end, apparently. Um, but <laughs> Mississippi State, there's no shortage of firepower on the offense. Looking at the defense... You've got Jeffrey Simmons and Montez Sweat, who are All-Americans, who are almost certain if they stay healthy, if they produce even close to what they did last season, are going to be first-round draft picks. Like the only the only caveat would be possibly the Jeffrey Simmons scandal. Then it's possible NFL teams may shy away from that. Totally understandable. Um, but talent-wise. They're competing at a level that most players at like Alabama and Georgia and like Clemson, th those are the players you expect these guys to be, you know, the, the talent level that they're matching and competing with. Um, Montez Sweat had, what was it, like 15 tackles for loss last season. Jeffrey Simmons at 10.5. Maybe, no, I'm, that's not right. Um, here, let me look that up. Simmons, tackles. Or loss. Do do do. This is um, Oh no. Where is it? I lost it. Oh, here we are. I say here we are. Uh, let's let's go with that. Mississippi State. Well, let's go with twenty. Stop moving. Dang it. The screen moved. Well, the screen didn't move. It like loaded. A different chunk. 
last year. Defense. Here we are. Okay, Jeffrey Simmons had 12 tackles for loss. 12 tackles for loss. Um, Montez Sweat had 15.5. He had 10.5 sacks alone. That's bananas. <laughs> I don't get how you can like discount Mississippi State when you have this kind of talent on the defensive line, as much firepower on the offense. Um, and then you've got Gary Green, who's moving full-time to the defensive line, had 11 tackles for loss last season in this sort of hybrid role that he played. You had Chauncey Rivers joining the defensive line. Um, and you've got just about everybody else that was on the defensive line returning. You had everybody else at linebacker just about. You, you lose guys, um, it was a JT Gray, you lose a couple of guys that and then linebacker and safety sort of hybrid positions. You do lose some there. Uh, Des Harris, I want to say, is the guy that I was thinking of, not JT Gray. I think JT Gray was like a safety linebacker hybrid, if I remember correctly. I'm, yeah. But you've got just about everybody else returning. If Leo Lewis could play up to expectations, if Willie Gay takes a step forward, um, <laughs> the linebackers are going to be loaded too. You got some questions about the depth, but Leo Lewis is incredibly talented. His freshman year played incredibly well. Um, yeah, you have to replace a couple of corners, but that's not impossible. Um, and you've got Mark McLaurin coming back, who had six interceptions last year. Led the team in tackles. Mississippi State's going to be fine on defense. It's going to be fine on offense. This is a team that really, not even, you, you take an objective step back. You take off maroon goggles, whatever. This is a team that wins eight games. Regardless of conference, this, this is a team that wins eight games. This is a team that, you know, when you start considering everything that the Bulldogs have, coaching staff-wise, yes, there are questions about Joe Moorhead um, being a first-time SEC head football coach. But when you look at what he's done, you got to think that he's going to win a couple more games than what this is a team that, like, just baseline expectations. Mississippi State shouldn't win any fewer than eight games. It should win eight or more, easily. And this is a team that, as put together, with all the pieces that it has, could realistically win ten. The Bulldogs are favored in ten games next season. Um, now ESPN's FBI is, is what I'm referencing there, that it, it favors the Bulldogs in ten games. It also projects Mississippi State to win something like 8.4. Um but the Bulldogs' schedule isn't all that daunting. It's something that they are used to. You've got 20, I want to say 20 seniors, and then 30, 30 juniors? Something along that split? 50 upperclassmen. This is an experienced team. This is a team returning 17, 18 starters, depending on who you ask. Mississippi State's not really going to take a step back here. Logically, it would make sense that they would take a step forward. There are some things that have to go right, but Mississippi State is not, should not be a team that continues to get doubted. At this point, with where the program is, it doesn't make sense. Um, and Mississippi State's not going anyway anytime soon. All that said, let these people doubt Mississippi State. Just let it happen. It's going to happen every year. Um, who was it? Where was it? I lost it. Hmm. Okay. Made a note earlier. Somebody tweeted this out. I want to say it was 
at MWN Football, which used to be Red and White Nation Football. Um, I want to say that's Josh Barnhill probably running that Twitter account for his uh, his independent blog there. But um, in 2012, Mississippi State was picked sixth, finished fourth in the SEC when the team went to seven team divisions. This is where State was picked to finish in the West. Um, in the West in 2013, State was picked to finish sixth, finished seventh, actually finished seventh. 2014, fifth, actually finished second, second, two. Um, 2015 took a step back, 7th pick, pick to finish last in the SEC, finished 6th. 2016, pick to finish 7th, finished 6th. Um, 2017, pick to finish 6th, finished 4th. And I, a lot of people have pointed that sort of stuff out. I want to say Will Larson's done some stuff with that. Um, Will Larson is really a guy that, when he was at Froome the Cabal Tolls, he's now here at we're in a white nation. Haha, <laughs> we stole him. Um, but when he was at From the Cabal Tools, he wrote something extensively on that and like did a whole bunch of math. It was really cool. But I want to say it was Will. Well, I want <laughs> I want to say it was Will Larson. Easy for me to say. I can't can't words. Um, but Mississippi State is a team that is put together to succeed now for Joe Moorhead. And with Joe Moorhead, with the coaching experience that he has, with Nick Fitzgerald being the guy that is going to operate his offense, assuming he's fully healthy. Um, the Bulldogs, they're not going away anytime soon, folks. Just to let people, let people doubt this team. It's something that has motivated the Bulldogs several times before. Um, and Mississippi State will be fine this year. They really will. So, let's see. Do I have anything else? Nope, that, that looks like it is it. Mississippi State, final notes here. Um, Bulldogs will be great. Eh. They should win nine games this year. Um, Nick Fitzgerald winning the Heisman, probably not going to happen, but he's going to be the catalyst for this team winning nine games or more. Um, and Vic Schaefer absolutely deserves all the money we can throw at him. Uh, I want to say, well, it was Will Lawrence. Shout out you, Will Lawrence. Who said, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money. He probably could be paid more. Um, what Vic Schaefer brings to this university is incredible. He's made them a national brand. He's made them a team that competes for national titles regularly. They may not do it this year, but they will be doing it again in the future. So I'm excited about Vic Schaefer's contract. I'm excited about Nick Fitzgerald. Being a Dark Horse Heisman candidate, scaring some people, and uh, having a big year, and I am excited about people doubting Mississippi State, because it's kind of fun to come back at the end of the season, look at all of how wrong they were. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, my name is Ethan Lee. This is the Maroon White Audible, and uh, again, I'm going to split these, these up into three different smaller episodes if you just want to listen to each of these segments. If you want to listen to the full thing, you can do that too. Thank you for listening. Go check out Maroon White Nation, where all of this is hosted and made possible by our, uh, our good friends at Fansighted. So, again, I'm Ethan Lee. This is the Maroon White Audible. Y'all have a great day. Thank you.